Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, I'll talk with Karen Watts and share about the hymn, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. In 1902, Adelaide Pollard had been unsuccessful in raising funds to go on a missionary trip to Africa. In her distress, she attended an evening prayer meeting. There, an elderly woman prayed, It doesn't really matter what you do with us, Lord. Just have your way with our lives. That prayer inspired Adelaide to go home, meditate on the story of the potter in Jeremiah 18, and write all four stanzas of Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Adelaide Pollard was born in Iowa, studied in Boston, taught in girls' schools in Chicago, and then enrolled in the Moody Bible Institute, also in Chicago. She later taught at the Missionary Training School in New York. And though unsuccessful earlier, she did eventually make her missionary journey to Africa. It wasn't until 1907, five years later, that George Stebbins wrote the tune for Have Thine Own Way, Lord. You're also likely to know the tunes that he wrote for Take Time to Be Holy and Out of My Bondage, Sorrow, and Night. All three of these tunes have that lilting feel that a 6-8 or 9-8 meter would give. George Stebbins named the tune for Have Thine Own Way, Lord Adelaide, after the text author Adelaide Pollard. George Stebbins grew up in New York and moved to Chicago to work at a music company, and there also became the director of music at the First Baptist Church of Chicago. Through his work there, he met gospel musicians Ira Sankey and Philip Bliss. Later in his career, he also did evangelism campaigns internationally with Dwight Moody. Both the author of this hymn text and the composer of the tune have connections with the Moody Bible Institute and with Dwight Moody. And we see through them yet another example of the influence of Dwight Moody and the Moody Bible Institute, which still influences us today. Today's episode concludes with the singing of Have Thine Own Way, Lord, by the congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. I am very excited about today's podcast guest, my wife, Karen Watts. Hi, Karen. Hi. It's good to be here. Thanks for doing this. Sure. Glad to be here. (laughs) Not that you had much choice. I'm I'm giggling because, yeah, I didn't know if I had a choice, but I'm glad glad you (laughs) chose to have me on. (laughs) Of course you had a choice. Uh, Well, tell us, first of all, a little bit about what you're involved with at church. Music and otherwise. So I sing in the choir, and um, pre-pandemic, I helped with, um, I guess it was first through third grade. Um, I think it shifted a little bit because we had a big class in there, So, um, but I think it was first through third. 
um, in the Wild Goose Sunday School class. Um, I think I filled in for handbells once, but play in the orchestra, um, also pre-pandemic. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. And um, lots of folks have mentioned how much, uh, how important their Sunday school classes have been um, during the pandemic, especially helping to remain connected. Um, so I know that's been the case for you, and I'm I'm sort of uh, on the roll for that class as well. So it's been good for me to connect with them. It is a good class, and I've missed meeting with them um, until recently again because Duncan had his virtual class basically at the same time as that class for the last year or so until we were back in person. So it's good to be back with that class, and it's good that they're back in person and online so mm -hmm. um so i can join them again so that's yeah. been a good yeah. thing to reconnect with them yeah um well you mentioned all the things you're involved with in music tell us about your music background music for you as a child and then growing up uh and then into your career uh, as it relates to your music so i kind of come from a musical family background on my mom's side. Um, her dad uh, was a minister of music uh, part-time at their church. Um, my mom's mom was the organist at their church. Uh, so that whole side of the family would get together and sing, and we were expected to perform at, you know, every Christmas gathering, you know, whatever we were playing for our recitals, which was, you know... <laughs> source of much nervousness on my part but um anyway I understand it a little bit more now as an adult but as a kid I just dreaded having to perform for everybody but um we would get together and sing and everything there's um my uncle Randy um is my mom's youngest brother he has um uh, founded Youth Q, which is um, a youth choir organization. Uh, my mom's twin brother is Mark Edwards, who's done some arranging. Uh, he was at First Baptist Nashville for about 30 years and helped with the Celebrating Grace hymnal, which is where we met, uh, was the premiere of that hymnal. Uh, my brother's been in music ministry, so there's just a lot of um, you know background in, uh, in music. So it was always important and I've always enjoyed it. I grew up going to my grandparents' uh, house for a week or so in the summer, and the highlight of the week was going to Wednesday night choir practice with them, so, and trying to figure out how to sing alto with my grandmother, so. Um, I was always in children's choirs. I, you know, started playing piano and taught myself a little bit. For some reason, my parents had a rule of, not being able to take piano lessons until you were 10. I'm not really sure where that came from, but they broke the rules a little bit when I kind of taught myself and couldn't teach myself anymore, and I was nine, and so they let me start at nine. But anyway, so I took piano, um, played a little bit for uh, youth choir when I first got into youth choir, um, and played the flute, became the total band marching band nerd and you know it was all about band and then went to college went to Mary Harden Baylor which I always have to explain is not Baylor 
Um, Baylor. For, for those of us east of the Mississippi, <laughs> yeah, who yeah, have never heard of it before, right? <laughs> yes, the University of Mary Hardin Baylor. So back in the day when when Baylor was you know an all male school, uh, my school Mary Hardin Baylor was called Baylor Female College. So it was the girls' version of Baylor, and it's about forty five minutes south of Baylor. But now both are co ed. You know. Um, we have a football team. The year that I started was the first year we had a football team and a marching band, and I was in that first year of marching band. And so um, I majored in music and kind of got started in teaching um, private piano and kinder music at that time. I became certified in college and started teaching. Then I went to the University of South Carolina and got a master's in music education there. It was more of a research-based study um you know if we sing this and this does the child respond with this pitch or this pitch you know it's very um very strict in terms of you know how we studied it um very interesting but just very um music research based so i've kind of wound up back at, at kinder music so um now i i teach here in birmingham um for kinder music with michelle and friends I teach uh, a few piano students through the Vestavia Hills Methodist Church Conservatory of the Arts. Um, so uh, that's sort of my background in music. Um, I've had a few different jobs here and there and, you know, kind of went in and out from music teaching, but kind of always wound up back at music teaching. For people who don't know about kinder music, how would you describe that program? So kinder music is for really infants through about seven-year-olds. Depends kind of on the program, but basically it's uh, a music program that's based on the development of the whole child, uh, which I really like because it's not focused so much on music and, you know, music learning, although there is obviously lots of music learning that takes place, but... Uh, it's a little bit more focused on a, you know, a balanced uh, <laughs> little person. So we do things that focus on emotional development and social development and physical coordination and things like that. So, um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, parents are in the room with their kids until they're about four or five. Um, and then they start to do a little bit more um you know, music-focused learning and learn to play the glockenspiel and the dulcimer and that kind of thing, beginning note reading. So it's a great transition into private music lessons. Um, now, I would love for you to share the story of how we met, <laughs> since you kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier. I know folks will be glad to hear that, and I want to hear it from your perspective. <laughs> okay. Um Well, I found it funny because a few days ago I had memories on my Facebook page that had pictures of you before we met. Um, (laughs) So um, I guess the the pre-story is that um, I worked for the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship um, National Global um, Office, whatever they're called now, um, in Atlanta. And uh, Bo Prosser was working there at the time, and he kind of gathered together a bunch of musicians and... They created a group that decided to meet annually called Polyphony. And so 
I think you were, you were at the first and the second meeting, weren't you? And mm-hmm. I don't remember if we talked or not, but I was there at the second gathering. I took pictures. I was sort of like the, you know, amateur photographer and took pictures. And Marty was on a panel of young, you know, ministers of music. And so, you know, they went and asked all these questions about you know, how is it for young ministers of music and what kind of issues are you facing? So anyway, I have pictures from like 12 years ago of Marty before I even knew him. And also, ironically, Beth McGinnis, who was playing the flute at that event. Um, so I knew of her. Um, but anyway, the, the third year, uh, that event, the polyphony uh, gathering took place in conjunction with the premiere of our hymnal, the Celebrating Grace hymnal which my uh, Uncle Mark uh, helped kind of contribute to, helped organize and uh, coordinate uh, all the committees for and uh, kind of led the music for at the premiere. So at the premiere of that, um, I was wearing several hats. Um, obviously, <laughs> my Uncle Mark was leading the music. I had family in town that was staying with me. I played flute for both nights of the premiere. I was representing CBF at the booth um, and also at the Polyphony Gathering, which took place, I think, the day after. So the day after the premiere was when we had like a luncheon or something, I think, that was at the Polyphony Gathering. And um, the funny thing that I remember, I'm sure um, Danny Vansel would not think this was funny, but, um, I came in late, um, to this luncheon and I kind of slipped in the back. And at the time when I was Atlanta in Atlanta, I was a member uh, of the choir and a deacon and everything at Smoke Rise Baptist. So Danny Vansel was my minister of music. So I slipped down, you know, in the back and sat at a table with him and some other young guys, uh, who I didn't know all of Marty was also at that table and didn't know him yet. And Danny had this massive nosebleed just all of a sudden. I mean, it was just like there was blood everywhere. And so I had to like find, you know, Kleenex and stuff to help him and, you know, get him under (laughs) control. Um, And so at some point, I think I was introduced to Marty or something and, you know, sort of the rest is history as they say we sort of reconnected on facebook so yeah i would love to hear your version of that story too (laughs) well we'll save that for another time uh this you're the you're the one who's the guest on the podcast this this week so So, do i get to interview uh, you at some point is that how this works that that may happen happen. (laughs) um but yes i i do distinctly remember the nosebleed uh, which i'm sure danny vansel would prefer we forget yeah um it was an event that brought us together. So it brought us together. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think uh, my version of, of that story would would line up pretty well with yours. So, um, so we have a son, Duncan, who is turning six this week. Two days. Uh, which is which is um, incredible, uh, and you have been uh, remote kindergarten teacher for this school year so that's been um uh, quite a journey interesting challenging (laughs) yeah yeah uh people can't see it on the podcast but uh where karen set up on zoom there's all the um 
like preschool room <laughs> calendar stuff with months and days of the week and the weather and letters and numbers and all that. So um, our dining room has been converted into a remote kindergarten classroom. <laughs> it has. And the table is a disaster with workbooks yes. and assignments and all kinds of stuff. Multiple yeah, computers. Yeah. So yes, tis so the season. <laughs> Aside from the thought of uh, Duncan going back to school in person in August, um, what is bringing you life? <laughs> um, no, I <laughs> on um, on each of the podcasts I ask the same question of everybody, and I it based on um, sort of in the spirit of John ten ten, where Jesus says, "I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest." Uh, so I'm curious, uh, what's bringing you life? Well, um, I think anything that I can do with my hands, I like to craft, I like to work outside. Um, so I crochet, I crochet Duncan a blanket. I have been crocheting you a blanket. (laughs) Um, I do those adult coloring things around Christmas. I was doing cross stitch and, um, so outside, I, you know, Duncan and I have put rocks around our trees kind of as a decoration. I've built a retaining wall around our pool area that kept um, washing out. Um, Duncan and I have crayons out so that we can um, melt them into the dinosaur molds for some dinosaur crayons for his dinosaur party on Saturday, birthday party. So anything like that that I can do with my hands um, is sort of a distraction and, um, you know, brings about joy. Um, And you, I, I... failed to mention that you bought me a pressure washer for my birthday. So (laughs) that brought me lots of joy because, (laughs) um, I think you didn't see me for about a week after that because I was, um, pressure washing the driveway and sidewalks and, you know, things where I can see results right away and, you know, anything where I can see art or progress or beauty or anything like that. Um, helps, um, you know, distract me or, you know, get me to a a better place mentally. So those bring me joy. Yeah, Yeah, that's, well, um, Duncan likes to call it yarning, (laughs) uh, but, uh, (laughs) you, you have, you've, you, um, won some awards for your crochet work, um, where we used to live at the at the fair, um, you know, that yep. was the, the county fair, sort of that yep. county fair, that old fashioned <laughs> thing where you submit your submit yep. your pieces for judging, and um, you had some winners in that. So, I did. Um, I did. Uh, you're very very talented at it. I, I will admit that <laughs> well, you, you tried to teach me how to crochet, and, <laughs> and my you, first project. You did well. Well, you just my first gave project up. was supposed to have been. Um, <laughs> Like a four by four square coaster, uh, and it looked like the state of Texas. State of Texas, I do remember that. <laughs> but then you crocheted me a bracelet, which I need to start yes. wearing again because it was yeah. quite good. But I think you yes. developed cramps in your hands because yeah. he yeah. he picked the smallest uh, crochet hook known to mankind and the largest and it was leather like, leather it was leather leather to yeah. to crochet yeah so yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, quite difficult yeah 
Well, mm. this has been great. Uh, I know yeah. folks will appreciate uh, hearing from you and hearing a little bit more about our story and yeah. about um, your your background. Um, you know, just because of the nature of my work at the church, people have probably gotten to know a little bit more about me and maybe uh, not as much about you. So thanks for yeah. coming on well, the podcast sure. and doing this and, and sharing. Sure. Thanks for inviting me. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. See you at home. All right. See you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Subscribing to or following this podcast makes it easy to find new episodes. Today's episode concludes with the singing of Have Thine Own Way, Lord.